0: Tuesday marked the one-year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police officers. Uh, It set off a, a real reckoning on race, not just in the United States, but arguably across the entire world. And we are are still measuring what has happened with the uh, the 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 fallout uh, from that. There is still uh, the the court system is still processing it. The other police officers, Derek Chauvin, was convicted of murder, but the police officers who accompanied him are going under trial and. I thought that this would be a great time to talk to uh, my fellow podcaster, Mary C. Curtis. She is the host of uh, Equal Time and uh, columnist for Roll Call, and it is always good to talk to you and hear your voice, Mary. Welcome to political theater.
1: Well, thank you. It's always great to be... I got my start on your show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on Tuesday, the anniversary of, of Floyd's death... Um, his family was at the White House. They met privately with uh, President Joe Biden. Um, we got a sense a little bit of of the some of the interactions, but I thought that that was interesting. It was not a you know not a photo op. It was it, I mean, it seems that Biden has gotten somewhat close to some members of the family. Uh, they were also at the Capitol. They met with the Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, and and sort of uh, it, it showed that there there was a lot going on uh, yesterday. Uh, and we can get into some of that, but what's uh, just from your, you know, from your position of uh, being somebody who has written about uh, race for for years now as a political columnist, and and just seeing what we've gone through the last year, year and a half, uh, what has what are the biggest changes uh, in in the way our culture has has. Uh, has you know processed this before we get into some of the you know the stuff like you know the legislation and so forth. What's the what's the big takeaway from one year out from from Mary C. Curtis?
1: Well, I'm glad they did have the family. He does. Uh, the president seems to have, especially gotten close to his little girl, Gianna. And I think even though this is a movement at heart, this is a human being who died. He didn't have to die. Um, There's some who have said, "Oh, people want to make him a hero or martyr." And I think that's a straw man. People just want to say he's a human being. He was a human being and didn't deserve this, particularly when we pay law enforcement to protect and serve all of us. So there is that sadness and the family. Uh, there is the, a little bit of frustration, the fact that the world saw this, but it took that for it to happen. And they wouldn't have unless a young teenage girl photographed it and filmed it. And she is still, as she said, I think she recently spoke up. this is a person who's traumatized. And that was a human being who had to see this. And the fact that African-Americans and other minorities have been saying for years, this stuff goes on. And we've been gaslit, been told, well, you must've been doing something or police wouldn't do this. or Well, no, this happened. There was a surprise that someone paid a price for it, Derek Chauvin, because there was a video, but it had to be a perfect storm. Not only the video, but you had to have an attorney general, African-American Keith Ellison in Minnesota, who took this seriously, who put the A-team of prosecutors on this case. And still, most African-Americans I know were surprised when they came back with a guilty verdict because we were so used to the other thing for no one being held accountable. There's the fact that as much as people were happy about that and said maybe this is a sign of accountability, at the same time during the case, Dante Wright was killed not that far from where the jury, I think, was deliberating. And in North Carolina, where I'm based, you had the Andrew Brown Jr. shooting. Uh, And so there is a sense of, yes, there's been some progress. Even the most conservative person, I think, can see that there needs to be some police reform. There has to be something. We have 18,000 police departments in this country going off with their own sets of rules. Um, But also that we have a a way to go. And I would tag it, too, to the sense that we're in this year of COVID, which shone a, a light on the inequities in so much in America. People talk about, is there systemic racism? Well, look what happened in disparate effects in the healthcare system, in housing, in broadband that affected school children, in all of these issues. And police reform was just one of those things. But I don't want to take away from the fact that, yes, there was progress. You saw people of all races and ages in the streets. And it was a global phenomenon because so many other countries are experiencing so many of the same issues. It seemed like every country, Germany, the United Kingdom, France, had its own George Floyd. So it was a lot, as you say, to take in. And I'm a journalist and was covering it, but I'm an African-American woman who has been stopped, whose nephew has been stopped, whose son has been stopped by police officers. So it is the same old story. But, you know, maybe a few people are saying, wow, we need to do something.
0: And I, when you, when you mentioned the COVID part of it, I mean, that, that, you know, we're, we're starting to slowly kind of emerge from the worst parts of, of the pandemic. It's still not over. But I mean, when we, when, when the, when the protests, uh, about Floyd's killing started last year, I mean, we, we really didn't know (laughs) very much about, about COVID. It was still dangerous to congregate. Um, and in in ways, I mean we 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 didn't know if if like by protesting we were p- placing each other at risk, but it, but it was such an outpouring uh, of of frustration and a, a desire to to sort of you know to say this cannot you know, continue, this cannot stand, whether it was in Washington or Los Angeles or New York or, you know, or wherever. I mean, people gathered. And I mean, I would I would note too that like, yes, there was there was some violence in, in, in isolated pockets, but like compared to what happened on January 6th, no, not that kind of violence. Uh, I mean, it just wasn't, it just, it, it seems that, that that gave politicians a sign that you cannot ignore this. You cannot ignore this any longer.
1: Yeah, that's true. Although ever the realist, I will say that if you look at the polls where right after it happened, there was a lot more sympathy uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, But a year later, you see some of that hardening into partisan lines and some of that support among some groups staying the same or going higher and then dropping among others. Uh, I do think the whole sense of Saying "Black Lives Matter" and people were saying, "Well, what does that mean, really?" Well, after you see a video like that, you kind of realize that that's something you have to say out loud because it still is not the given that that Black Lives indeed do matter.
0: Right after you know the protest started, um, we saw some movement in Congress. Um, uh, de- Democrats controlled the House. Republicans were still in charge of the Senate at that point. There was there was uh, there was talk of of over you know legislation to overhaul the way police departments uh, organize and and how they uh, how the, how they approach things like use of force, use use of non lethal force, use of lethal force, um, things like that. And they just sort of stalled. And uh, in, in in the summer, now we've got um, you know we have got it- Some at least some talks going on, and and it seems like there. I mean, you know, the president said in his joint address to Congress that he wanted to sign a a bill uh, by the one year anniversary of Floyd's death. Uh, That didn't happen, but it does seem that this um, this trio of uh, Karen Bass, California Democrat from the House, Tim Scott, a Republican senator from. South Carolina and Cory Booker a democrat from New Jersey all 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 African Americans that they are they're talking and it seems like they're they're not there hasn't been like you know leaks about questioning people's motives and and things like that and it seems like they're they're being allowed to negotiate this in earnest and the president has been like I'm not I'm not going to negotiate in, in public I want to get I want to give them a, as much room as possible what what's your What's your read on whether we're we might be closer now than we were last year on on legislation to reform police departments?
1: Well, I will take them at their word that they all are negotiating in good faith. And uh, Tim Scott is a Republican, and he did give the uh, counter to the president's speech. Uh, and he is an African American, the only black uh, Republican senator. And it's interesting that he's the face of this, that he is put forth by the Republican party. But he's also spoken eloquently about being stopped and questioned and having to show his Senate pin and having people say, well, are, they don't believe him. And just recently he's, you know, he's just stopped so many times. So I think people are taking this in good faith. Uh, although I note that some members, I think one member of the Floyd family did not go to meet with the president because they are frustrated. Uh, and Mr. Floyd's brother, Inez, uh who is this every man who's become this quite eloquent spokesman, was talking about they can get legislation to protect a bird, the bald eagle, but not uh, Black American citizens. So uh, we'll see what is happening with it. Um, I think they are; they do seem close on some things, limiting no-knock warrants and chokeholds, getting together a database that, uh, you know, w- with all these departments, so officers who have Done terrible things in one district and and department have been fired. Can't hop to another one, like as has happened with Tamir Rice, where the police officer who shot the boy was uh, had been washed out of another department. Uh, and better training. It does seem this issue of qualified immunity and holding officers themselves rather than departments and taxpayers <laughs> culpable uh, is a sticking point. So we'll see what happens with that. Um And you'll, you've also seen the Biden Justice Department under Merrick Garland reopen some of these uh, investigations of troubled police departments, as in Louisville, which is, of course, Breonna Taylor, where that happened, uh, and these uh, decrees that the Trump administration had uh, squashed even some that they had agreed upon in, in cities like Chicago and my hometown of Baltimore, which, uh, in my neighborhood, there was the Freddie, Freddie Gray incident. Uh, so, uh, we will see what happens. Uh, the closer we get to elections in the midterms, the closer things also get, tend to get political. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm the skeptical journalist, the fact that more Republicans did not meet with the family of George Floyd, uh, and more did not seem to speak on it or commemorate it, uh, w- that was disappointing. I'll just say that. That was disappointing. Uh, and on the same day, there was a very close vote uh, to approve of Kristen Clark, the first black woman that had the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department. And there were, uh, I wrote about it, a lot of attacks on her. So you take You take it, you take the progress, and you hope that they can come up with a bill because one is certainly needed because you see all these cases popping up. And you also wonder if mental health uh, professionals and others can't be diverted, community help, to send out on some of these calls, these traffic stops that always seem to go awry, or many times they do. I, mean, I know I get nervous if a police car is really near me and what I'm driving and I know I haven't done anything wrong just because you worry about this. So there's some things happening locally and in the states as well.
0: Yeah, and I wonder like how how important is the the tone because I mean the, the, we can it, it's almost a it's certainly welcome that the You know the Justice Department under under Biden is 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 um, you know pursuing and 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 using consent degrees after none during the Trump administration with local police departments, and that Biden himself he'll go to Tulsa uh, next week to mark the hundredth anniversary of the of the Tulsa. uh, Massacre. Race, massacre. Ra- race <laughs> yeah. massacre, there. I mean, there's no other way to put it, right? I mean, yeah. and and you know, last year around this time, you know, Donald Trump went there for a rally where a bunch of people got COVID. I <laughs> mean, um, yeah. around the same time, I mean, it was just a, a very. It, it's a it's a marked contrast, but ha- I mean, how important is that compared to just actually seeing progress, seeing, like you said, Clark get confirmed and mm-hmm. legislation on the desk? I mean, I guess they work hand in hand, but is do people do people notice that and do th- do they think that that's important or or is it just like this is just window dressing until we see actual results
1: well of course you want results but after there's been a bit of a drought you do take some solace in what is being done but there's so many sides of it you know you do have the com- the commemoration i would say marking the 100th anniversary of the tulsa race massacre but you realize that people didn't know about it for so long, or a lot of people didn't, because it was hidden. Because immediately after it happened, there was a sense to squash it. And many African Americans didn't speak of it because they were afraid of something like that happening again. And you see all these laws in the States to temper and control how any history about race is taught. And you wonder, even in Oklahoma, I, I, I think it was the governor or, uh, you know, was taken off the, the committee for the, uh, Tulsa race massacre and commemorating the Greenwood neighborhood because they're signing legislation that calls into question if this truth can even be taught because it's uncomfortable for some people to know about. It. And that's a fear too, that this is a moment and progress is happening. Will it be forgotten? Will, you know, there's a spike in some crimes in some areas, will that mean that people will say, we don't need reform, we need to put the hammer down again, which never worked and mass incarceration didn't work. And people in these neighborhoods are saying, we definitely want policing, but can we have policing that's fair, that's not corrupt, that's not writing up uh, police reports that have nothing to do with what happened? Uh, you see the case of Ronald Green uh, in Louisiana. Two years it took for the video even to come out, and his family is li- living through this again. You know, they were told he died in a car accident. Well, of course, he was tortured and, and beaten to death. Uh, that's the reality. Uh, so I think it's the change people want to see is a change in behavior, a change in culture. And that's something deeper because that would take these departments rooting out some of these people who are there clearly they shouldn't be. We saw on January 6th, members of the military and police being among some of the rioters. And obviously you have to see black people as human beings, as your mother and father and sisters and children. And there's a culture cultural issue that needs to be dealt with as well, but you know, we don't. Yeah, as I said, as I've always said with the civil rights movement, we don't need to re- win people's hearts and minds. We just need the behavior to change. Even if in your heart you don't think of me as your equal in that way, darn it, I'm paying your t- your salary. You treat me as a valued member of the community that needs to be treated in a way uh, of respect.
0: Yeah. And I and I wonder too if if some of the if if it's not all on politics because I mean I I certainly think that like my you know I, I think about my stepson you know who's a pretty sharp kid uh, and he's just finished his first year of of college and he probably knows. M- like one of the entry points for learning more about Tulsa was actually the HBO series Watchmen last year. Uh, not anything that he learned at a at a fairly decent school that he went to, you know? Uh, and and, you know, now we've got um, uh, the the this limited series uh, off of Colson Whitehead's uh, novel, The Underground Railroad. And, you know, we've got Tennessee Coates writing Black Panther. I mean, like, I wonder if that, the culture, like the pop culture mechanisms are are making up for what poli- what is is stalling in politics in some ways in terms of awareness.
1: Well, I don't know if it's making up for it, but it's certainly supplementing it, which is why I think you see some of the pushback because... I think there's a sense that the progressives are winning the cultural battle uh, so that that's why you see these anti-transgender athlete laws and laws about what you can teach and these things uh, and the abortion uh, crackdown because, you know, and I'm not saying I'm one way or the other, but I think there's a sense uh, of some, and I, I'm writing about it in my column for this week, actually, that the stats and polls are startling in the sense of the amount of people who feel that violent pushback is an acceptable form. If you feel you're losing your traditional way of life, traditional in quotes, what is that? Uh, And unfortunately, part of that tradition had been police officers wielding a great deal of power. Uh, And a lot of people are comfortable with that. uh, And, Instead of realizing the police aren't there to be judge, jury, and executioner, uh, and that's we're having these discussions. I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, but yeah, culture is definitely a piece of that and for good and ill.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and and I, you know, the the danger, the pushback, or the or the backlash is is a real. I mean, we've seen it several times in our history after the Civil War. You know, we had a, a um, you know black candidates winning state statewide in places like Mississippi and and other parts of the south. Uh, and then a few years later, we get Jim Crow, uh, and you know the the civil rights uh, era. You know, like the, the the height of it in the fifties and sixties was followed by you know a, a chipping away at the public school system uh, after it was integrated, uh, and you know loosening up of charter school laws and things, ways ways to you know to resegregate basically. Um, and it, I wonder, is. <laughs> It seems like the you know the 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 Democrats uh, are fairly hesitant in the not all of them, but there are enough uh, that are hesitant in the Senate to to pursue legislation you know without Republican support that would guarantee rights. I mean, we're it, how concerned are you um, you know that that the this backlash is just not going to be met with any effective backlash to the backlash or, or or reacting to to make sure that we don't backslide to to a situation where you know you basically have a 21st century poll tax uh uh in in, in vo- among voting rights and and things like that
1: ultimately you would say the good thing is when everybody even people in a growing time of demographic change put your ideas out there and win or lose in the court of ideas right but it's not that. It's, well, if what we're going to do is not change your ideas, but try to make sure the right, you know, choose your voters instead of, let, instead of letting your voters choose you. And I do find that frightening, uh, partly, well, I just, that's you know, power. When people have power, they don't concede it. And too many feel the changing demographics is a matter of zero sum, that if other people are getting rights that that takes away from me, instead of seeing, well, everybody contributes. It's a good thing for all of us. We've always been this kind of country that when more people participate, there, there's more for everyone. Uh, and that, you know, I do look at these polls that say a certain amount of people still don't believe that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. And I realize that so many of the people in January 6th they were fighting to not count the votes of people who look like me. When you say there's corruption in Philly, Detroit, and Atlanta, what are you saying? And uh, But I do feel that if people participate in the system, if they fight for democracy, if young people get involved, if people who have been marginalized get involved, uh, that's what all the rights activists on the ground in Georgia did. They got people involved who had never voted before. And to say it does matter. your votes do matter. And I do fear if if the people they elected don't bring about the change that they may be frustrated. because the worst thing is apathy to think it doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter, and we make it hard enough. You know, you got to vote on a Tuesday between this time and this time. <laughs> I was over in France, I think, once in their elections. it was a Sunday. I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are struggling and uh, I I do feel that I do have some worries but I have to be an optimist or else why would you be here
0: well Mary I think that's a good spot to end um thank you very much for for talking about this it's uh it has been uh, one it has been a, a a year, you know, that we'll look back on with a lot of, you know, bewilderment and, and (laughs) significance. And thank you for um, helping us navigate it.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been a year like no other, that's for sure. And if we can come out of this with a certain amount of knowledge and grace and optimism, I think we can do anything. So yeah, as I said, I'm hopeful. I mean, I talked to Michael Steele on my, last podcast, he was saying, I think we're better than this. We're better than we've shown our worst selves to be. And I get that because you have to think that we all are better than this. So thank you for having me.